This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. The Supreme Court has said no to a New York rent control case that could have influenced rent control laws across the country. Two landlord groups that hope the high court would void a law approved in 2019 on the grounds that it contributes to an unconstitutional taking of property. The lawsuit had the backing of other real estate organizations, but the lower court ruled that states have the right to regulate the relationship between landlords and tenants, and that's the way the law currently stands. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. As reported by BizNow, the plaintiffs were hoping the Supreme Court would warm up to the issue and provide a sounding board for their arguments against the law. Plaintiff's attorney, Deborah Regal of Rosenberg and Estes, told BizNow in July, quote, If there's ever been a chance at getting the Supreme Court to take a serious look at the constitutionality of regulation as it exists in New York, this is certainly the court that you would hope might take an interest, unquote. New York adopted its first rent stabilization law in 1969 and has amended it several times since then. The most recent amendment was approved in 2019 in response to a debate between tenants who say that rents are excessive and landlords who say they need to raise the rents to keep up with maintenance and expenses. Among the provisions of the Housing Stability and Tenant Protection Act of 2019 is, number one, the elimination of vacancy decontrol, which means that landlords can no longer raise the rent to a market amount during a vacancy or remove the unit from rent stabilization requirements because the rent had increased to the legal limit. Two, the elimination of a 20% vacancy bonus, which applied to rent-stabilized units, apparently to help landlords with tenant turnover. Three, the use of preferential rent to calculate an increase, which means that landlords charging less than the legal rent regulated must continue to use the lower preferential rate multiplied by 1.5%. That's for a one-year lease. For a two-year lease, it would be 2.5%. And finally, significant new limits to the amount that landlords can add to the rent for major improvements and repairs. Those key provisions were listed on a New York website. As BizNow reports, other provisions include limits on application fees, late fees, and security deposits, along with a tighter timeline for the return of security deposits and a ban on the disqualification of an applicant based on a court case with a previous landlord. NMHC President Sharon Wilson-Gino told BizNow, quote, There are a lot of people that have been told that somehow rent control is going to help their housing situation. And not only will it not help the vast majority of renters, particularly those of modest means, research tells us that the primary beneficiaries of rent control are upper-income and white which is an interesting statistic, unquote. She added that rent control hurts the very people that can't even get into the rental market. The Supreme Court's rejection of the case has been a big disappointment within the real estate world. Plaintiff's attorney, Andrew Pincus, said at a Federalist Society event, quote, there really is a tidal wave of onerous rental housing regulation across the nation, either being enacted or being considered and really underlying the need for guidance from the Supreme Court, unquote. The two New York groups leading this legal challenge are the Community Housing Improvement Program, or CHIP, and the Rent Stabilization Association. CHIP Executive Director Jay Martin said in a statement, quote, Our organization is laser-focused on improving housing in New York City. 
Our preferred way of doing that is through legislative action that will reform the housing system in a way that's sustainable. However, if lawmakers continue to defund housing and attack the rights of owners to earn a living providing homes through policy, we will be left with no choice but to continue challenges at all levels of the judicial system, unquote. Well, that's it for today. For more information on this topic, check for links in the show notes at newsforinvestors.com. You can also sign up for a free Real Wealth membership at our website to learn more about the world of real estate and how and where you can build a cash flowing portfolio outside of New York. I'm Kathy Fetke. Thanks for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. Again, you can go to newsforinvestors.com. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.